do design decisions involve value judgments? Andy Halliwell has gone and posted this question on LinkedIn as part of our redesigning D&T project and debates. I think this is a really tricky one to answer and our expert group felt that it was an important question that needed debating. Do design decisions involve value judgments? I think firstly, I'd be saying, what do you mean by a value judgment, a values judgment? And maybe in your response to Andy's question, you'll explore what you understand and what your views are of what value judgments are and then whether they actually impinge on or affect the design decisions that designers make and also that children make in D&T lessons. So do join the debate. We're always open to conversation and discussion on this. But for now, on to the next episode. This is the Talking D&T podcast, episode 10. Welcome to the Talking D&T podcast with me, Alison Hardy, a podcast for anybody interested in design and technology education, where I'll be sharing news, views, ideas and opinions about D&T. I pick up on news stories about the decline of creative subjects in schools and reasons for why this happens and why the decline needs to be reversed in all sorts of places. Obviously, this is something I am interested in, given my inherent belief in the importance of creative subjects, and in particular in design and technology and its place in education. But often I am left feeling something is missing from the arguments and the reasons given and the sound bites and the press releases. The main reasons given in these items for justifying the place of creative subjects tends to be the economic one. For example, this one made recently by Tristram Hunt, director of the V&A, who warns that the UK's economy and society was being undermined by the fall in the number of GCSE students choosing the arts, which includes design and technology. I recognise that the economic argument is important to government who determines the current political purpose of education. You only have to look at the two aims of the current English national curriculum to realise personal and societal economic security is an underpinning ideological purpose of education. For example, where it says, prepares pupils at the school for the opportunities, responsibilities and experiences of later life. Which for me, implies the instrumental justification. It's about getting a job and looking after yourself and those around you. Exploring that aim is not for this podcast episode. I'll come back to that one in the future. It is the other aim that I want to focus on. The curriculum should promote the spiritual, moral, cultural, mental and physical development of pupils at school and of society, which I think provides an equally strong place for the argument of design and technology in the curriculum. And when I read this article about Tristram Hunt's warnings for the future of the economy and society, I initially thought, oh, here we go again. Another argument that centres on the economic benefit of young people studying creative subjects. But I was pleasantly surprised to read that he believes that young people should have access to creative subjects to give them a sense of fulfilment, joy and a sense of purpose. Those words for me suggest so much more about the value and purpose of design and technology, a creative subject, a sense of enjoyment, a sense of fulfilment and a sense of purpose. And it is these that I'm going to talk about in this podcast episode. They are for me, the intrinsic values of design and technology. When something has an intrinsic value, it means that it has a value for its own sake, the immediate enjoyment from engaging in the task. 
and this contrasts with the economic and instrumental value of design and technology that is so often given. In my research, I discovered several different specific values that could be categorised as intrinsic or giving intrinsic purpose for design and technology. And here I want to talk about some of them that link with Tristram Hunt's three of fulfilment, joy and purpose. Firstly, fulfilment. This comes from a place of being satisfied or complete. In the DNT community, we often hear talk about children having the opportunity to make and complete a product, whether that is something they have designed themselves and worked out how to make or something a teacher has guided them to make. Here, the fulfilment for me is tied up with them having completed the product that they may take it home and keep as an example of this fulfilment. But another aspect of fulfilment is the sense of achievement they gain from grasping hold of a new concept, idea or skill in design and technology. That moment when you hear a child say, I can do it, I've got it. This captures the idea of children developing perseverance, which then gives them confidence. I think this also relates to the times when children are faced with the limitations and challenges of their design ideas and have to work out how to improve them, a sort of if-at-first-you-don't-succeed opportunity. Pupils interviewed in my research also commented on this opportunity to persevere. They realised that repeated practice of a skill or working through an idea gives them the confidence to do something. And whilst they didn't talk about fulfilment exactly, I understood this to show that they had a sense of satisfaction from attaining a new skill or working through a challenge and that they'd done this either on their own or they worked out how to do it. The second one is about joy and that's where there's happiness for its own sake. Again, pupils might have that joy when they make something, they feel satisfied, that completion again. But things, that, other things that they do in DNT are joyful. Now for me, it's when I use the metalwork lathe, for example, when I'm turning nylon um, and I see the material being cut perfectly and the way it spirals off. That gives me a sense of joy and happiness. All the other times when I might solder something and it reaches that golden temperature when the solder runs into the joints. Or just playing with a material, whether with a focus or just to explore and see what it's like. When that's something new used to come in the box from technology supplies, for example, and I wanted to play with it. I only have to think back to those times when ideas bubbled over and recognise that I experienced that joy and I can see it in a classroom and it can be infectious in a classroom and it makes other people want to have a go and you can see it ripple around the room. So that sense of joy is that feeling inside about exploring and being playful and just for its own sake. But there is also a joy in appreciating the design and technology work of someone else. And for me, this links back to the national curriculum aim that the curriculum promotes the spiritual and cultural development of young people. Helping children understand the design systems, products and materials around them teaches them about the artefacts' cultural context, which helps them understand the beauty of human development and how design and technology is a key component of this. When teaching on the undergraduate design and technology course, the students shared the example of the development of the baby's bottle to show how cultural and spiritual factors had affected their design and function. And when children, I think, are taught about these factors, it helps them look beyond the item they use every day and understand it in a deeper way, which gives them a joy. They understand how it has come to be like that and they they develop that sense of wonder and joy about the made and manufactured world around them. 
So this idea of joy has many different factors, that joy of completion, that joy of experimenting and play, and just for its own sake, doing something in design and technology. And then that deepening awareness and understanding and appreciation of the made world about them gives them that sense of joy that they can appreciate and see these things in a different way. The third aspect is about a sense of purpose. And again, this links to fulfillment in terms of satisfaction, such as when they've designed and made a function product. But I think there's more to it than that. For me and many of the people I interviewed in my research, design and technology is an essential component of a democratic society and therefore the curriculum. And that helps with young people feeling fulfilled because they feel part of a democracy. So design and technology has the potential to give young people that sense of fulfilment about being part of society and things not being done to them, but they are taking part of things being done with them and around them. For example, by involving children in the debates and justifications around the life cycle of their products, the sustainability aspects, they are being taught about issues that affect them and others beyond the classroom. And in that respect, design and technology also promotes their moral development. But again, I think there's more to it than that, and so do others I interviewed. Asking children to design for context and groups of people outside their known and familiar world means they have to develop empathy. They have to become familiar with how people in different places live and what their experiences are. The consequence of this in the immediate moment is that they realise their designs have a purpose and they are responding to a real situation. This gives their learning a purpose and for them, therefore, a sense of purpose. Another sense of purpose comes from the evaluation of products and systems. If you teach or design D&T lessons, you often see case studies of existing products used to show how humans' behaviour has changed because of the technological developments. In the other example of the baby's bottle, the student used that to show how the design has changed because of humans. But there are other products that are examples of how our behaviour and world around us has changed because of design and technological developments. It has affected us. An obvious example is the car. But we need to dig deeper than that to understand the technology that was developed and then appropriated into the design and manufacture of the car that led to this change to understand how the car affected our behaviour in the world around us. In a previous podcast, I talk about how the design of the metalwork lathe led to the manufacture of interchangeable parts, which were a key component of Henry Ford's mass-produced Model T. And this mass production of the car had disruptive consequences on lifestyle farming and so on. Not all of it positive and not all of it intended. My argument is that children, through learning about technology and how it affects and determines human behaviour, they can engage with and affect political decisions about the development of new technologies today. So whilst this sense of purpose may not be felt by young people whilst at schools, It will cause an attitudinal change in some young people about how they are part of a democracy and thereby giving them a sense of purpose and to use the national curriculum language, enabling them to become an educated citizen. So here I've shared some of my findings from my research when I explored with different people their thoughts about the value of D&T. There were other values and purposes mentioned and identified, but here I've only focused on those three categories mentioned by Tristram Hunt, fulfilment, joy and purpose. 
If you want to read more about the different values and purposes of DNT I discovered in my research, take a look at chapter two in the book Mentoring Design and Technology Teachers in the Secondary School, edited by Suzanne Lawson and Suzanne Wood Griffiths, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Hopefully by exploring these three categories of fulfilment, joy and purpose, you can see that there are arguments for design and technology beyond the economic and instrumental ones. As ever, I'm interested to hear how you interpret these categories in your teaching and research. You can contact me on email at alison at alisonhardy.work or Twitter at hardy underscore alison. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Talking DT podcast with me, Alison Hardy. You can connect with me on Twitter at hardy underscore Alison. Show notes and transcripts for each podcast episode can be found on my website, alisonhardy.work. Thanks for listening. Thank you.